Oh, mein Gott, Dig, 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 dig. Welcome back to the Judge Lillian Podcast. <laughs> cheers to Jenna and cheers to you for being here right now. This episode of the Judge Lillian Podcast is brought to you by Lyft. Right now, guys, start driving for Lyft. It is a great job. You can choose your own hours, collect your tips, keep your money instantly. You don't have to wait to cash out. Very awesome. Right now, go to lyftlift.com slash Jenna Julian, and you get a $500 new driver bonus. Also brought to you by NatureBox. Guys, start snacking smart and healthy and delicious with NatureBox. They deliver amazing snacks right to your front door so you don't have to get up. Well, I mean, you have to get up to get them from your porch <laughs> unless you have someone who does that for you. Then Maybe you, don't you know your mailman up. really well. I know my UPS guy really well. So Robert! Robert Shouts out, Robert. Anyway, go to NatureBox.com slash energy and get 50% off your first order. Thank you, sponsors. And for all you gluten-free and or vegan dinks out they there, have they have options for they you. They have options. So what are you drinking tonight, babe? What are you drinking tonight? I'm having a hard lemonade. And I am drinking Kai Red, sorry, Kai Dog Red India Pale Ale. IPA made by hey. Ghostfish, which has been um, something I wanted to try for a long time. Is it's a it gluten-free good? brewery in Seattle, and it is every one of their beers I've tried is outstanding. Really? Oh my god! Okay, I have a question for you because I know that you've totally off topics, not what this podcast is about, whatever. Um, so you know how you have like some insider info about some beers that are gluten-free? Are yes. you are you allowed to say them on the podcast? I don't understand why I wouldn't be able to. But the, the We're not beer, sponsored by them. Right. But like the, the, the beer companies aren't allowed to say that they're gluten free. Yeah. So because there are, there is stec- t- still technically gluten in them. They're but not the, gluten free. But the basically. parts per million are low enough. Yeah. So that you could, in theory, if you're a celiac, who ingest isn't super them. sensitive. Yeah. So right. basically, if you, if you, if you're like the kind of sensitive where you need a totally gluten free kitchen, like you can't be, it can't be prepared near anything that has touched gluten. It's probably not. It's anything. probably, but it also might be. Um, true. What this, are your, what are you? cause I know Paps Blue Ribbon is top, stop. Oh my God. I can't speak. Top secret. <laughs> it's, it's top secret. Yeah. So I basically stumbled upon this blog the other day called Gluten and Beers. I believe that's the name, Gluten and Beers. And it's this, uh, guy who has celiac. I assume it's a guy. Actually, I don't know their gender, uh, who has celiac disease and they, uh, invested in a home gluten testing kit. So rad. Um, it's similar to how you would test like a pH level in a pool. I don't know if you've ever done that. I used to do that in my yeah. pool. Uh, so it, it looks a lot like he shows the pictures yeah, of the strips. Gluten. Yeah. So he, he has the process for doing that. Um, and he goes through and basically tests all these beers that are not traditionally marketed as gluten-free or thought to be gluten-free at all. In fact, most of them, I'm like, I definitely can't drink them. Uh, and below the but test, every beer he puts on the blog comes up to be under 20 parts per million in gluten. And parts per million is how you measure gluten um, in, in food for, for those who are allergic, who those uh, sensitivities and celiacs to gluten, uh, parts per million. So if you're under 20 parts per million of gluten, that's just kind of the unit of measurement, you should... You can safely ingest it. Be able to safely ingest yeah. it. And that means that it's not technically gluten-free because there is gluten, some gluten, yeah. but it's such a microscopic amount. So all of these beers on this list, I'm not going to read all of them, but they include Miller Lite, uh, fucking PBR, which we drank on the last trip, Sapporo, Stella, Sierra Nevada, like all these fat tire. Heineken is one that I've drank for a long time. These beers that are not marketed as gluten-free and, and they may give some people reactions. So I'm, you, you, you know, take, Right, and that's what he says on the website, too. Yeah, 
And, and he, so what he does is he gives the results of the test and then he gives his own results yeah. after he drank a whole beer. That's so rad. It's a really cool, it's a cool find. I'm pretty proud of finding that. But this is actually a dedicated gluten-free brewery, which is rad. Um, and wow, such good beer. Anyways, anyway, sorry for that. Yeah. I know that there are celiac dinks out there that follow you that... I love my celiac really dinks. Helpful. Uh, yeah, so, you know, use caution, but definitely use that as a resource if you like beer. But it's just like amazing for you to go into a bar and not have to choose from cider or Heineken, which you're aware of. Which, like five years ago, cider wasn't really around anyway. So Well, yeah, true. So it was and just the, like, most American bars, you can't always find cider. Yeah. So all my friends grabbing a beer, I'll have a vodka, please. I know. That's so brutal when you're just like you're at lunch or something and, and you're like yeah. in like one, a meeting or something and you're like, I'll have a, a beer. No, I'll have a vodka soda yeah. at 12 yeah. p.m. I know. And grabbing beers <laughs> is such a, like a, a common social thing. Yeah, because you can have a beer casually and not be like drunk. But if you chug a vodka soda real quick over a nice little conversation, it's not the same implication. Yeah. And also one of the things, <laughs> anyone with a food allergy or any sort of sensitivity, the last thing you want is to draw attention to yourself. Right. You want to feel normal. Exactly. And so uh, that's the biggest thing with these beers. It's not, it's not like I'm like, oh my God, these, these really kind of like low level beers are delicious. It's not that. It's like I can have a beer where everyone else can have a beer right. and I can it's be great. a part of the anyways julian what are we talking about today well i think it's important that we give you guys a big old thank you for getting us true this bad boy dun, 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 dun. this is our shorty award we won best youtube ensemble jenna and julian and this is 100 percent your fault guys i know we like we didn't really say anything you guys like started a voting thing we saw you guys had clubs of like you were gonna vote once a day. So I mean we can't say thank you enough. It really means so much to us. Yeah. For real. Like you guys are fucking rad. Dink fam is rad. It yeah. should say best YouTube dinks. For real. You guys uh you made this happen for us. Uh it feel obviously it feels great to be recognized like this, but uh, it really just feels like a team effort. So thank We're you guys. Ensemble. And congratulations on this. Yeah. This is really cool. Thank you so much, Dink Fam. I've never been part of an ensemble before. Oh, what an ensemble. An, an ensemble. Don't play it. Oh, my God. Uh, all right. So you want to talk about some weird things? Yeah, they're my favorite things to talk about. This, in, in a radical change of events, though, these aren't my weird things that I'm telling you. This is going to be the other way around. That's, it's not going to make that much of a difference for those of you listening. But to us, within our ensemble, it makes a big difference. Because yeah. it's usually always me over here. With your Spouting list of... Spouting my fucking shit at you. <laughs> Spouting shit, baby. All right, it's my turn, though. Now you spout some shit at me, boy. I'm gonna spout that shit. And then you have to clean it up on the floor. All you ladies spout your shit like this. Oh, my God. Shake your body, conspiracy it. Do theorists. not continue this, whatever it is. <laughs> <laughs> Benjamin Kyle. Was the placeholder name given to an American man who had severe dissociative amnesia, which meant that between 2004 and 2015, neither he nor the authorities were sure of his real identity or background, despite widespread publicity, including na, 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 Dr. Phil show. That's not how the song goes. That's, What's the matter with you? I, I picked it up in the middle. Julian, okay? sing the theme song. Da, da, da. That's the whole theme song. That is not, that's not even how that part goes. Da, da, da. That oh my God. No. There's another note in there. Where we does it go? We are not doing this. We are not. You can do it. 
Try again. I don't. I, there's no try. That's exactly what I did. No, it exactly. Isn't. You were missing a note. note. You only had three notes. You only. Had you need three the notes. fourth note. It's da da da. That one you were missing. I honestly couldn't tell the difference between when you did it and I did it. You were going da da da. Those are the same. Oh my god! No, they're not. Moving on. <laughs> Is this like a, a Julia Roberts of music? You can't no, differentiate no, between I just, <laughs> certain numbers of it's, notes. It's more of it's more of um, uh, a commentary on you being a stickler about the Doctor Phil. That's not show. even how so it starts. It starts. Oh my god! That's not how it goes. There's a note in there. I gave you in the notes. Oh, try again. That's not how it goes. Uh, can you play me in? Play me into okay. that part. Oh my god, you did it! Better? I'm so proud of Thank you. you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm proud of myself too. Oh, I can't stand you. You're the worst. Mm. Get you a girl who says that to you. Then you know it's real. <laughs> All right. After being released from the hospital, Kyle spent several years between the Grace House Men's Shelter and Hospitals. In 2007, while at the J.C. Lewis Healthcare Center, he met a nurse who first inquired about his past history. The nurse helped support Kyle while he earned about $100 a month, mostly doing yard work. Like, this guy doesn't know who he is, and he's just doing, he wakes up every day, he just does That's yard work. That's terrifying. Supposedly. But this was, this was like 10 years he didn't know? How long is the time? So from 2004 to 2015, I think he didn't know. So a little over 10 years. He had no idea. And was he like a grown man or like a teenager? Yeah, he was a grown man. So here, on August 31st, I'll just explain how it started. On August 31st, 2004, at 5 a.m. at Burger King. Hell um, yeah. They called him, they literally called him, I think, Burger King man um, in Georgia. They found him unconscious, sunburned, and naked behind the dumpster of the restaurant. He had three depressions in his skull that appeared to have been caused by blunt force trauma. He also had red ant bites on his body. After discovering Fuck. him, the employees called emergency uh, services, took him to St. Joseph's Hospital in Savannah. He had no identity document and was recorded in the hospital as Burger King Doe. Uh, after the after they think the, that's so funny yeah, at know, the right? hospital film. After the incident, no criminal investigation was opened. Um... Until a friend inquired with the department in 2007, there were no reports of stolen vehicles in the area, and local restaurants and hotels did not encounter any individuals matching his description. So two uh, weeks later, he was transferred to a medical health center where he's, his records state that he was semi-conscious. So that was the beginning, and then it moved on to him slowly just kind of being a person again, but still not knowing who he was. In 2008, he was invited to be on the Dr. Phil show. Da, na, 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 na. In 2011. Do the <laughs> really like because <laughs> <laughs> um, it doesn't sound right at all <laughs> it's like so close but not quite right we watch it every night you'd think i'd know it by now i want you to get kyle moved to jacksonville florida, florida uh traveling on foot in order to be filmed for the document for a documentary in 2011 with oh, the help fucked. of the florida state representative mike weinstein uh kyle was a- able to obtain a legal government issued id so he got an identification. Go, Kyle! So now, many years later, after his amnesia, he was homeless, and he had been unable to empl- obtain a- employment, and he was unable to remember his full social security number. So there were a bunch of petitions that started uh, asking lawmakers to grant him a new social security number. Basically, just like giving this guy a new identity, I think. Um, 
So uh, only got two thirds of the required signatures. So it failed in 2015. Forensic genealogist Colleen Fitzpatrick reported that Kyle had cut off all contact with her when she reported that he was coming close, that she was coming close to finding a DNA match. On September 16, 2015, Kyle announced that his real identity had been found, including his name, family members. He said that he would not be announcing his name yet for his family's privacy. So it ends in a really weird way, right? Because he's supposedly going around completely clueless about who he is. He, 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 tries to disconnect from someone who might have that information. And then once the information uh, supposedly came out, he didn't want people to know it. So it's like, was he aware of that? Wait, so you're saying that maybe he's a fake? Well, that's that the ending is very sus to me. Very sus. Mm. Right? Because why would he not announce his name if he didn't even know it? It's just another name if, if he really is. So that's the only update that we have. Um, it's that's the Wikipedia update. I mean, let's it, that's that's pretty much it on Wikipedia. Um, it was covered by a lot of big news news outlets. The episode of Doctor Phil was called "Who Am I?" Wow, they think they're so funny. Um, identification, yeah. I mean, oh, oh here we go. Uh, the twenty November twenty sixteen, his true identity was revealed to be William Burgess Powell. So if that means anything to you. That's it. That's all we get. It's a weird. That's what I mean. Like the ending is weird. It's such an interesting story. But I mean, I, I didn't do. All Are there that any much. conspiracy theories about like what happened to him or. Do you have one? No, I don't have enough information to make a conspiracy theory. I mean, that was just a Wikipedia, but let's see. That's fucking crazy. I mean, it, this when he, you said he had three indents in his head from blunt force trauma. I mean, that's yeah. enough to cause some severe memory loss. Yeah. Oh man, it, it's wild. This this is uh, another website talking about it. His condition, blind, nameless, amnesiac, seemed the kind of affliction that might befall a character in something. Um. Yeah, I mean, it looks like that was that was kind of it. I'm sure there's like a lot more theories. I just kind of wanted to talk about what you thought like that was. Well, I want to. I honestly want to know like what his family thinks. Like, it, it's bizarre to me that like if this was you, right, and you got like beat up and you were wandering around, I would have filed a missing persons report like so long ago. Yeah. Like, does he not? Did his family not know or care that he was gone? and and got hurt and then was lost like yeah because that's i imagine how the police could have triangulated who he was much quick much quicker yeah is if his family had filed a missing persons report or whatever and they were able to link that up you know because just because it's like imagine you find someone that was in a car accident and or they got they were walking around they're a pedestrian they got hit by a car they don't have their id on them or anything and they suddenly lose their memory there would be some frantic loved one calling over and over again and, and depending on their situation with but their family know, that's yeah what I'm saying. as long as it's they're like, not estranged but yes but that's what i'm saying is that it's bizarre to me that his family didn't file a missing persons report or no one was looking for him they couldn't identify him as anyone yeah it's just that no one really gave a fuck for that long for 10 years yeah when he was interviewed about it um he did address people accusing him of faking he said you'll find a lot of people who say it's all bogus that i'm faking it for whatever reason but one thing's for sure i'm not getting rich out of it kyle said in 2012 i'm well dr phil didn't give you some lunch that day i'm 64 trying to get on with my life as best as i can i got to figure out I've got a figure. I've got ten more years to live, considering my social and economic bracket. Which I don't really get. That you have ten more years to live because because of your social and economic bracket. 
So you only get to be 74 because you're not rich? Well, I mean... He did forget who he was for 10 years, so maybe... No, I mean, that that's a loaded statement right there, but... It is, yeah. Um, but maybe I, you, you think he would say... It's a bizarre thing to say. It's a bizarre, bizarre, bizarre thing to say, but it's also maybe he was... Like, it would be, make more sense if he was like, I have 10 more years to live considering my physical condition. Mm, with weird, my, with my, that makes you feel weird. Maybe, you, maybe he's just a weird guy. Yeah, possibly. Maybe anyway. he's just a weird guy, got mixed up into some weird shit. Someone beat the shit out of him. His family wasn't looking for him. Nobody filed a police report. Like, that's it. Maybe he used to be like a drug addict or something. He woke up and totally Who the fuck knows, forgot. honestly? That, that, who knows? All Whatever. right, we can move on, though. Okay. Because that one's just one. Um, next thing, it's just a single fact, but I wanted to say it to Jenna and to you. Um, one, a lot of these actually were tweeted at us when we reached out on the podcast. So thank you guys for your suggestions. Finish it. Dead bodies can get goosebumps. That is fucking so weird. That is so weird and disgusting. I'm going to fucking vom. Okay, what is the window for a dead body to get goose gum? See, gum? That's the thing. First like of a, all, it's very uncommon. It can't be like decaying, obviously. It's like it, skin. Once it's past like decomposition, of course, yeah, the skin's going to be gone. Right. But as long as the skin is intact, uh, goosebumps are very far from a common occurrence in dead bodies. But the mechanism is the same with living where the small muscles contract to cause the hairs to stand on edge. The trigger is not the same, though, right? Because dead body can't feel anything. So what's the trigger? Uh, the trigger would be exposure to really... Um, let me see. Uh, I, I think just... Actually, it doesn't This really has say. to be with like a, within a couple <clears throat> days of the person dying. Well, I don't know. Maybe it is. Maybe it isn't. Don't be weird. Maybe it's like two years don't later. Don't be weird. Maybe the skin has fallen off the body and the skin Julia! itself... Oh my god, stop! Just the skin. I'm gonna fucking vom. Stop. Just the skin, baby. Ew. Oh my god. What's wrong? I'm so uncomfortable. Did I say something? Yes. Imagine though, like, say you work at a morgue and you're like putting the dead bodies away in the little cabinets, and then all of a sudden you're like lifting up their wrist to like see the fucking tag, and then they have goosebumps. Uh. I would feel bad for them, even though they're not alive. I'd say, I'm sorry that you're cold. I, I, I wish honestly I could give you a blanket. Even knowing this fact, I feel like if I was in that situation, I would think they're alive. I wouldn't think they're alive. I'd just feel extra weird. I would think they're alive. I would start treating the dead. If, if I had the ability to dissociate from that being my job and being okay, being around dead people all the time, I feel like a part of me would still feel bad and like want to give them a blanket or like try to warm them up. It's like a natural human reaction to be like, oh, he's cold. I should probably get him something so he's warm. Even though I know he's not going to feel it, it would make me feel bad. Or you stab him in the head with a wooden stick. What is wrong with you? You're a zombie. I'm not a zombie. They're a zombie, okay? If they're dead, they were declared dead. What if that was someone that you loved? You're telling me you would you would stab their head. The last with thing a I would stick? want with someone I loved who died is to become a zombie. Wooden stick, baby. Oh my god! There are many ways to kill a zombie, but well, the like most what? fun way is stabbing. Them I guess in the head I don't really know stick. how to kill a zombie. In some movies, you can shoot them with a gun, and other ones, they like will never die. Uh, see, that's, that's something I don't, that's, that's a debate we should have. How the fuck would a real life zombie be best killed? I well, don't know. if they're undead, then why does like shooting them in the movies work? That's what I don't understand about well, zombies. There's, like, I can't get into zombies. Well, there's like, 
I love, I love the idea of it, but there's like, there's, I feel like there's two sort of schools of thought of how to kill a zombie, right? You're going to kill it the way a normal person was killed by, um, puncturing, its body and loss of blood and organs and this and that. Doesn't that defeat the point of a zombie? Yes, yes. But I'm just saying, like in some movies, yeah. zombies have died, like humans have died. Right. You can but shoot then, them. But then there's the other school of thought with that, which I think is just basically kind of destroying the physical embodiment of the zombie. Like you're chopping off their head, or you're right. you're cutting them like in if, half, if or you burning cut, them, or if you cut their up. arms and legs off, they can't move anymore. So yeah, you chop exactly. their there's head nothing off. Yeah. to be a zombie. Anymore. So if you disassemble them See, enough, th- exactly. And I would I would think that is way more of of a plausible way to but have if, to kill zombies. Okay, I have another question because what you said about a wooden stake into their head, like that to me is like uh, how you would in theory kill a vampire. Right? Isn't that a wooden stake or like a silver stake or something like that that you kill a vampire? I've never heard of anyone killing a zombie with a wooden stake to the head. Boy, if you don't. Sorry. But no. um, But okay. I have another question. Yeah. So when a zombie bites you, do you become a zombie? I don't think so. What's that from? Is that a thing? Um, I think that's like, like... they have been plagued, oh, so they're okay. not quite so a zombie, a but they're just like, yeah, they've been consumed by something. Okay. But I think just in general, a zombie is something that is dead and then been it's undead. undead yeah. And so then it's 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 back in the the body of a former person, but it's not that person. Right. And it that that being doesn't have the same physiological makeup. Right. Yeah. But I'm just I'm confused because there's been so many different types of zombie things that I don't know how you would kill a zombie because some if like say a zombie walked in here right now. Yeah. Like according to movies and books, I'd be like, oh, we should shoot it with something. But like, I don't think that would work. If he's undead, why is it? Why is a gunshot to his heart going to kill him? It's a really good. If point. he's undead, why is a gunshot? Even if you blow his whole head off, why would he stop walking towards you? It's a good point. That's why. I mean, at the end of the day, all of zombies movies and stories are based off of fiction. There's mm-hmm. no real zombies that we know of. But I would be in this school of thought. I would totally believe that. Just if there isn't a physical zombie. Being, if you can destroy the physical being or dismember it in some way that you feel like is good enough, there can be no zombie. How else would they manifest? I don't know. Well, you cut cut off their arms and their legs and their head and hide all of the different parts of their body in different states of the United States. How would they be a zombie? Anymore? That's fucked, Julian. You were telling me. Are so you carrying like- that on, or are you going to check it? I'm going to carry it on. Ew. It drips with blood as they Ew. walk down the aisle. Doctor okay. Phil gets right. blood on his shoe. Na, 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 na. Do the second part. Da, 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 da. Oh, it's like a faster note. Da, 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 da. No, oh my god, that was a bloodbath. <laughs> it's not a blood No, bat. it's da 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 da. Da 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 da. That's much better. That's better. Da 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 da. Da 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 da. There you go. There you go. Thank you. <laughs> What? Oh, it's it's that's I did it right the first time. You're just no, making a big you scene. Didn't. Yeah, no, you are. I want you to get excited about your lap. No, you intentionally fucked that one up. That's too fast. Now you're being a shit. Yeah, I'm being a shit because I'm hungry, okay? 
Why Feed are you me. hungry? I need food. You ate dinner. Yeah, but I could really use some nature box right now. Oh my god, Julian. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of nature nature box, guys, nature box makes ah. snacks that have no artificial colors, flavors, or sweeteners. <laughs> And they have the best quality ingredients, and they're delicious. They abide by all sorts of dietary restrictions. Wow, good talking. Gluten-free, vegan, vegan, and we can eat tons of snacks, like the strawberry lemonade fruit stars that were just, they rocked my world. Mesa crisps. What did we have last week that we just couldn't get enough of? Was that last week? Sriracha popcorn. Sriracha popcorn. We found something in this room and just started going ham on it, right? Didn't we? I forget what it was. Uh, no. Oh, cassava chips. Ooh, those are so fucking good. Yeah. Oh my God. I want only those right now. <laughs> anyway, go to naturebox.com and have a look at their huge snack catalog. There's over a hundred snacks and they're always rotating new snacks in because customers give feedback and they're like, Hey, that's good feedback. We're going to make that a snack now. So guys, you won't get bored with naturebox and you're going to get you snacking on. Go to naturebox.com slash Jenna Julian for 50% off your first order. Do it, please. Hell yeah. Also, we have Lyft this week. Lyft believes that being a uh, ride-sharing driver should be fun. If you're having a good time, so are the passengers. Lyft is awesome. All the drivers for Lyft are so great. It's pretty true. They treat their drivers right, and I think that's a big reason why. Check out Lyft.com slash Jenna Julian, and you can get a $500 new driver bonus when you sign up to be a driver for Lyft. Driver for Lyft is awesome. You can earn hundreds of dollars per week, plus tips. And you can do your own hours. You can flip into driver mode if you have some spare hours in your day, in your night, wherever, whatever schedule you have, part-time, between gigs. It's great. You flip into driver mode, drive a couple people around. There's a dog paw underneath the door right there. And another great thing is you don't have to wait days or weeks or months or whatever to cash out. You cash out instantly with Express Pay and you get tips. All right. Lyft has taken the guesswork out of pickups and uh, they have, let's see, their new AMP device uses color coding to help passengers find their driver. So if you see five Lyfts coming up on your street, you know exactly which one's yours. It was very smart. That's fucking tight. Lyft.com. That's L-Y-F-T dot com slash Jenna Julian. Get a $500 new driver bonus. Thank you, sponsors. Thank you, sponsors. Whose hand was under the door? It looked blonde. Oh, Miss Ouija. Lady. Um, for those of you that I know are now upset that we've waited until half of the podcast to say this, Ad's doing really well. Ad's doing so well. We love Ad so much. He's doing great. He, Julian he peed on Rome and he pooped oh on me today. Oh my God. So Rome came over to meet Ad after yeah. she did a thing with Julian earlier today. And she was like, can I hold him? I'm really excited. I don't think I've ever held a hamster. And she was like, will he bite me? And we're like, he hasn't bit either of us at all. Like he hasn't bit anybody She asked yet. like 10 times. Like, will yeah, he bite she, me? Will he she's bite like kind of nervous. And so then she holds him for like all of 40 seconds and then she's like he's peeing on me and then i was like i don't think so and then he was he was just dripping piss all over her hands and onto her shirt the first time ed has peed on anyone and it was of course rome so funny and then i was just holding him uh, a couple minutes ago and he pooped on me so he's having a good day he is but we uh we pimped his spot out you're are you really considering doing a live stream yeah, actually, I should talk about that. That's yeah. a good idea. So, I don't know if you guys have seen like the Eagle Cam. Um, of course, we there's have. There's like an yeah. Abbey Road live cam. There's like live cams put up all around the world, different things where the stream never stops. It is a constant live stream. Most of them don't have audio, although some of them do. Ours wouldn't. I was thinking 
we do a 24-7 live stream of Ad, of his cage. Looking down in his cage, there wouldn't be any audio because we wouldn't want people to hear what's going on in our house. All yeah, that's but, fucking big brother. Yeah, fuck. I mean, we're already, we're, we're asking <laughs> I mean, for we it. love you guys very much. But, but we're that's... also asking for it. Like, someone's going to hack this shit. <laughs> that's big brothery. Uh, so I've looked into IP cameras, which I think are basically cameras with their own IP addresses in them. So it's like, it's cutting the computer out of the equation for live streaming. Um I will look into it more. I want to do a lot of research because if we can find a way to have a constant uh, video camera with no audio, that needs to be a real important thing. Uh, but also where it can it can just kind of keep itself online without mm-hmm. any sort of external device. Yeah, I think that'd be cool. Be like cool. we could even start a channel or we could put it on one of our channels or something where it's just, just like I imagine ad. it would be exciting for all of like five minutes and then it's not. But but that's the thing about that is that's that sort of thing is like. You hop in at like 3 a.m. and like two people are there and you're like, hey, you're watching ad right now? And they're like, yeah, me too. Like, that's yeah. cool. Well, I mean, if we had something like that, we could also figure out a way to use it for other things in the future. But mm-hmm. it'd be cool for a while until it's not. But then it would still exist even when it's not cool anymore. Yeah, but just in case you wanted to live stream anything else on a, something like that. True. It'd be tight. Mm-hmm. So Elon Musk, who thinks that we're living in a simulation, which you don't disagree with. I agree with that. I well, he I, said I, that you've it's, heard his like you've heard all of his like why he thinks that and stuff, right? No, I want you to fill everybody in on what's going on. I'm trying to click on this link and it won't let me click. Well, Elon Musk believes, and I only watched a few videos on this, just like not even an hour of research on this, but um, he believes there's like more than ninety percent likelihood that we're all in a simulation right now. Hell it's yeah. very complicated kind of the, like the way he breaks it down but basically it's like if you think about right now we are or I don't know let's think about 40 30 however when pong was invented pong was invented like 30 years ago right there was two there's I watched the Vox video so they explained it pretty well but there's you know there's two mm-hmm. handles and there's a ball and then a bunch of years later there's the Sims right and now we have VR where we're in the world mm-hmm. of something we're experiencing it 360 sound um, motion everything like that mm-hmm. so if you if you if you estimate thousands of years into the future we can only advance so far without. And this is what he believes ex- extinct, going extinct. The human race hitting their ceiling of advancement and then everything kind of collapses. Mm-hmm. Um, but what he, he believes is that we're living in a simulation right now, which would mean that at some point in some universe, someone started a simulation. Uh-oh, sounds like Elon Musk is and, proposing and, an ancient alien And within theory. the simulations, they put <laughs> they put a bunch of smaller simulations My guy. on a foreign planet, which then My guy. more simulation. Da-na-na, ancient aliens. And these simulations sort of just became like a self-creating thing. Like th- th- you create one simulation and that will create a bunch of other simulations. And mm-hmm. then somewhere in this infinite galaxy of simulations, that's where he thinks we are right now. Yeah, like your physical self. We we are living in one of those tiny simulations, right. which means well, we you are ever, so insignificant. Of course, you ever imagine? This isn't even the theory I want to talk about, but it's interesting. It's very you interesting. ever you ever imagine though that like after you die, you just like suddenly wake up and you're just like this amorphous blob, and then the, then some other blob comes up to you and is like, oh, is your, is your game over? And then they just plug you in again, and then you wake up and you're a baby. You think that there's that middle, there's that purgatory moment? You think that exists? It's not 
purgatory, but it might be your physical consciousness. If your consciousness was a physical thing. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I could listen to an hour, two hour, three hours of, of that theory and why he believes that. Cause it's he's rad. obviously a brilliant motherfucker. But w- so one of the things that I wanted to get to is, uh, Elon Musk, n- not only does he believe we're in a simulation, but he believes that it's only a matter of time before AI turns on us. Artificial intelligence, computers, robots. Right. Well, he's it's also. It's only a matter of time. And he's convinced that if we don't do something. Right. AI will turn on. The well, he's he's also them. he's also been very public about the idea that he believes AI should not be owned by any single corporation or person mm-hmm. that they shouldn't be able to like harness it yes. for whatever abilities because there are corporations that are sort of scooping up these because he knows the real danger of it. Or exactly. He thinks he does. Yeah. So he wants it to be as public as possible because yeah. he think he really genuinely believes that that is a very real danger. Yes. yes. And um, that Which, is something Which, thank God, though, because I don't want two or one corporation to have the ability to use AI and no one else does. Like, fuck out of here. Fuck out of here. I mean... If anybody's going to do it, it's fucking Google. When you think about it... Mark Zuckerberg. When you think about it, every few months, there's a video that comes up with a robot or some sort of new innovation that has AI in it. And you think to yourself, holy shit. This is where we're at right now. That exists. And that's just, that's just right now. And that's just what I'm seeing. Mm-hmm. So what, what, what's behind the curtain is probably a lot crazier. Uh, yeah, the stuff that's not even ready for market or has no purpose yeah. in the market. It's not meant to be sold. It's just meant to be used. So his it, Elon Musk has started this new company uh, called Neural, fuck, what's it called? Or something. Fucking forgetting it now. Anyway, it basically... Uh, but it's a company that already exists. No, he, he it's his new project. So it doesn't exist no, Well, yet. now it does. The, so the company already exists. Yes, yes. It's, it's, it's new-ish, but yes, it exists. Yes. Okay. Uh, and <clears throat> it circles around the idea that it's using technology... And embedding it in the human brain to compete, to allow the human brain to compete with AI. You're not only giving the human brain technology uh, third hand, like we receive it on our phones and computers and whatnot. It's embedded inside. And they have done you know, tests on rats and different things here and there of how that would work, what it's... What, because the human brain is so incredibly complex mm. that that sort of thing is just is is difficult. So the idea, I think, you know, what I have learned is the idea is they're augmenting the human brain with tech, and this is for a lot of reasons. One, it can help with diseases like Parkinson's or uh, memory loss diseases or a lot of sort of mental diseases or ailments that right now don't have a, a clear cure. This is something, this is a method of which the medical field could advance greatly with a lot of specific diseases. In addition, it, and he said this, it's to help humans keep up with AI. Mm. It's to help humans keep up and not just be completely stomped on by AI. Mm. And, and so when you talk about this sort of thing, it, it, it's the front, the front page story is he wants to, 
he wants to add tech into brains to help fight diseases. Mm -hmm. But then when you dig deeper, it's like, well, is this black mirror, <laughs> right? Is this, mm -hmm. are we putting chips inside of us that will eventually turn on us and kill us all? Mm -hmm. Or, and is this a plausible similar scenario to that? Mm -hmm. So, but the company already exists and its goal is to, it's sort of telepathy, but with pictures. So like you could send pictures to people or thoughts with just your brain, which yeah, so we he, all know the yeah. government's been trying to do for fucking years. Yeah. So he has said, instead of explaining something, something with words to a person about what you're thinking, they can just have a picture transmitted from your brain right. to theirs. Well, I think it's an interesting, I honestly don't doubt that. Elon Musk's even surface level goal or whatever, if you just say it in the public is so it, it, we can compete with AI. I really do yeah. think that part of Elon Musk really does believe that, but it's just, it's a, it's a tool that we've been warned of for so many years mm -hmm. that the second that anybody, any kind of company or the government starts implanting things inside of your body, mm -hmm. like it, the, the chances of things going wrong just sort of increase. <laughs> so, Neuralink is what it's called. <laughs> But I have a question. Mm -hmm. So obviously, if McDonald's or Google or some giant fucking corporation, Ford was like, hey, we're selling these new chips, put them in your brain, you get this and that. Mm -hmm. Obviously, that's you're not going to be like, yeah, sign me up, right? Because that's exactly what you're talking about. It's a huge corporation with crazy different interests that will never tell anyone. Right. But what if I pose it to you in a scenario where like someone who you really trusted in the public eye who had power? Okay, well, like, my... My my only argument is that we've talked about the the Google vampire watches. We've talked about the the chips, whatever RFDI was that is that what they're called RFID. Yeah, what the chips that people some people already have in them. We've talked about implants, people that get breast implants or like knee replacement, hip replacement surgeries that later years down the line when they get X rays and something's going on, find out that they're already being chipped and can be tracked and that kind of thing. It, it borders on is this ethical to do to people maybe without their knowledge so it, yeah, even yeah. E the the debate even around an identification chip inside of your hand is hotly debated because a lot of people find that completely unethical and that your body is the last place that their go the government cannot have any sort of control over and it feels very violating that it, although it can be marketed to you as something or even in the future you have to have it in order to exist like it can be marketed which to is you 100 percent going to happen. Right. But it can be marketed to you as something that will make your life easier and people have all these incentives to go and get it out of their own free will before it becomes like you have to go and do this. Like you, you're not allowed to just be a person that doesn't have their chip in. Yeah. You know what I mean? But that not that like if you're a religious person, isn't that the mark of the beast? Isn't this like all the doomsday prophecies of, of now you are officially owned and enslaved by the government? It's a real thing. And, and, and that's the, that's it's crazy a real to fear. think about because it's finally crossing that line. You have fingerprint readers. You have face scanners on Snapchat. You have uh, GPS everywhere you go. You have microphones on all your devices. You have cameras on all your devices. You are bugged everywhere you go, right? Google Home. <laughs> you know, you, it's it's to that point. But once you cross the line of inside your body. Right. Well, that's what a lot of people have a really hard time with. So though I do believe that Elon Musk like probably with a portion of himself really believes that this will help us compete with AI. He hasn't given, given me any convincing, threatening AI to be afraid of. 
He's just given this overall kind of general sense he of he painted a beautiful AI. robot war in my head, but right now it's not really the top of my concern, and I'm frankly not willing to give up my body to Elon Musk because he made something cool and then and then painted a picture of fear in my mind. Well, that's a great point. The painting a picture of fear as a, as a source of like you need to do this to feel safe. Well, yeah, it's like uh, we're not going to be able to compete with AI. Okay, dog, tight. I'm not trying to compete. All right. I'm trying to fucking live my life. Or maybe it's like maybe <laughs> I'm not it, trying to be a supercomputer. I'm trying to be Jenna. Honestly, <laughs> I agree with you. I agree with you 100 percent on what you just said. I think it would really take me to have tangible fear and tangible reason to fear. If AI. there were like robot people walking around right now, I feel like that would be a far better argument. Or, and he's, or even something a little less like in your face than that. Like or, you know. You're competing. You're suddenly competing instead of with people. You're competing with robots and they're all beating you out and everyone's losing their job. And you're like, well, I need to fucking eat. Yeah, but even that is flawed, because if if you're trying to compete with a robot to get a job that requires you to have certain abilities, they can still pay the robot nothing and have to pay you money. Why would they hire you? (laughs) Potentially buy a robot, potentially because uh, an implant could make you superior to that robot. I feel like this is all very far-fetched for my particular lifespan of having a work, like a job. So I really just, uh, until it's fucking, I need that implant in order to do I'm shit. I'm sort of playing devil's advocate a little really bit. I don't really need it. I'm man. sort of playing devil's advocate a little bit. But I would, I mean, I, I, I would like to know. What, I mean, what. I'll wait for generation two. I don't what, want that shit in my What body. would happen. <laughs> V2, please. <laughs> what would happen in your life? Fast forward 40 years. Mm-hmm. 50 years. Mm-hmm. Right. What would have to happen in your day physically and, and describe it for me that you, you go home after and you say, okay, I'm going to get a chip, whatever that chip might be, because that's a really general term in this conversation, you know, 50 years behind the scenario we're creating. Mm-hmm. But what would happen? What would have to happen? The only way, and there are exceptions to this. I, I feel like there are some hypotheticals I could throw out, but in my like strong opinion, The only way I am ever getting willingly something implanted in my body that is a chip or identification or anything like that is if it is required by law. Okay. I am vehemently against any sort of technology being in my body because I just, I don't fucking want it. I don't want it. But you wouldn't go so far as to break the law to not have it? No. You don't like authority. I don't like authority. <laughs> You're afraid of authority. I'm not going to go to jail when I'm like an 80 year old woman, but just because I don't want to chip. If it's like, if I'm like 80 and they're like, all right, this is the new law. You need a chip. I'd be like, fuck man, fuck it. Fine. Fuck you guys. I'm not, I'm not going to go to jail and lay down, hang out. It would either need to have been so prominent, not prominent, is prevalent in among society to have finally gotten to the point of it's like put, putting into legislation. It's either that or you just have an incredible change in leadership and then there's a dictatorship and then all of a sudden everyone has to do something. But what makes you think that there needs to be a dictatorship in order to require that by law? Because as of right now, if you go to the DMV, they require your fingerprint, which I used to work in a tanning salon. I feel like we've talked about this. I used to work in a tanning salon and we used to do like use the fingerprint scanner for people. And there were plenty of people that would come in and refuse to use those 
because they were morally opposed to it. And I said, no problem. Let me just fucking type your name in, man. Like, I promise you, me, a 23-year-old attendant working at this tanning salon, have no idea where this information is going. I can't guarantee you it's not going to the government. I don't think it fucking is, but I don't fucking know. And you are entitled to not use a fingerprint scanner. But if you go to the DMV, you have to use the fingerprint scanner. That's fucked. It's 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 a good point. It's not quite a chip, but it's definitely on that path. You see what I'm saying, though? I do. I, I was do. shocked as of recently when I went to the California DMV and they were like, all right, we need your fingerprint. And I asked why. And they were like, this is our new way of like doing whatever. And there is no option for you to sit there and fucking refuse it. It's them. It's the, it's uh, just if you a, want to have a license or an if, yes, card. if you would like to have a license or an identification card. Yeah. But like, I don't really, this is like, uh, it's not required by law for you to have a, a specific like license or whatever. It, it basically is. It kind of basically is. And, and it, in order it, for you, that that's like what I'm going through right now in terms of morality, in terms of the chip or whatever, it would be at the same level of the DMV. Like I would need to be in a, put in a position where I don't have a choice. I do in theory, like I could go off the grid and fucking whatever, but I need to be in a position where I don't have a choice in order to willingly put something like that inside of my body because I just don't think it's right. Right now. Yeah. Especially knowing how our information has been used by corporations in the past, by the government in the past, that they have violated our, you know, a, a lot of our human rights by spying on us and all of those things. Like, I, I, I'm not going to give you any fucking reason to be in my body. Fuck out of here. It's a little bit of a mind fuck to think about. That's what I think. So Elon Musk, you know, makes a very romantic idea about us being superhumans, but I'm not buying that. I'm not. I'm, You're a tight guy, I like your Teslas, but like I'm not buying that. You see his roof panels? No. They're basically solar roof panels that look like tiles, and they're like incredibly powerful. Yeah, he's efficient. a dope guy, but I'm not buying that. Um, <laughs> Thanks, though. Yeah, no, I'm I mean, gonna pass. I'm, I'm, I'm not, gonna pass on the people. Chip. I would pass on it too. I just I like this conversation because. Every day it gets it gets less and less like fiction. Mm -hmm. So it's interesting to talk about. I don't want a fucking chip in my body. Speaking of spying, we have one last thing I want to talk about. And this was submitted by the one and only Mr. Duddy. Colin Duddy? Yeah. He submitted Did it. Uh, uh, this is called Follow. Wait, no, Follower. Follower. It's called Follower. It is a social network that grants you a real-life follower Fuck. for a day. Fuck. Okay. It's, it was created by an artist. <laughs> an artist. An artist. Quote, read, shit. <laughs> right? <laughs> Professional troll. Okay. <laughs> Don't go unnoticed is its tagline. Tight. Follower is a service that grants you a real life follower for mm. a day, no hassle, unseen companion. So they, they, you don't know they're there. They don't ever meet you. They just follow you. And here's like you're how, not going to notice. Here's how, <laughs> no, no, here's how it works. This is actually, I mean, it's okay, as ahead. fucking horrible and I'm I would listening. never do this as it is. It's like, all right, this murky individual will then use your phone's GPS to track you around your city all day. Sick. From afar. They would watch you eat lunch. They would watch you go to work. They would watch you take your dog for your walk, all this, uh, all your daily routine activities. But they wouldn't be right behind you. They would be They would be at a distance. They'd just be watching your location dot. 
at the end of the day, mm-hmm. they would f- send you mm-hmm. a voyeuristic photo of you and let you know that they are leaving. Okay, I have a question. That's fucking creepy. Hold on, hold on. Okay. Uh, I want to give the name. Lauren McCarthy is a 28-year-old artist, uh, also works at NYU, and she is the creator of this, and she wants people to know that this isn't a creepy app. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Lauren. Don't you fucking think this is creepy. Okay, Lauren. We are giving your GPS location to a stranger to do as they please for a whole day, but don't you fucking call it creepy. And they don't want it to be mistaken with uh, something created by, in quotes, a conceptual madman, Vito Asansi, uh-huh. who in 1969 stalked and photographed random New Yorkers until they slipped into their homes. Don't, don't mistake him with that. Anyway, I want to hear your thoughts on this. Well, <clears throat> we won't now, Lauren. Thanks for telling us, yeah, though. Make sure, make sure you don't mistake it for exactly <laughs> what we just described. Um, did she like state what her goal or the point of it is? Uh, oh, uh, let me see. Yeah, I mean, does she have like a, yeah. like a purpose for it? <clears throat> is it just to see if people will use it? I I think a lot of that is probably part of it um let me see let me see this there's this interesting article um the fact that about 30 new yorkers have signed up to be followed later this month suggests sounds like an accurate number though 30 and yeah we have a solid 30 yeah solid 30 just either curious or straight up fucking like hardcore lonely yeah uh with all the work that she's put into being a fly on the wall does McCarthy one day hope to reverse positions and become followed? She says, I'd like to be. Maybe I'll recruit someone to fill my follower role for a day so I could try it out myself. But being a follower is quite intense in itself. I'm so satisfied to focus on this right now. It seems like just like a weird art thing that she wants to. It's like a it's a social experiment in, in the least YouTube way. <laughs> social experiment. Mm. I mean, I hate to be the art police over here, but I don't find this to be art. I think she's she's an artist that needs to be held separately from creating this particular service. Who gave the artist access to the Internet? (laughs) Take it back right now. No. okay. so here's what I think about it. Um, I get why it would be like some people might find it exhilarating to know that they're being followed for the day and then they see a picture of themselves taken from afar or whatever. And people probably get off to that. I imagine that it's a fetish for someone to feel like they're being watched Hmm. for many people, probably. But I have a question Hmm. for Lauren or whatever. Mm -hmm. So is there any reason that someone couldn't not ironically use this app to scare the shit out of someone? Or like, say you hire this follower for someone else and you do it on a regular basis. Like that's harassment, but this app is not meant for that purpose. This entire app is just a big fat lawsuit waiting to happen. That's what I think. It's the worst idea. You know, I don't know how much you're making, how did she but have however to- much it is, it's probably not going to cover the lawsuit that's going to come at you. <laughs> how how can she guarantee that, like, if you if you sign up with an app or on the internet, that the person that's buying it is actually the person? Do you know what I mean? Because someone could go on there and be like, "All right, I want you to follow around me." But they put someone all else's day. information. Yeah, that yeah. they put down my information, yeah. and then now I have someone following me that casually sends me a photo of myself well, from afar well, at the end of the day. The, to, Fuck to, out to, of here! To kind of poke a hole in that, it's they use GPS, so, so no one. 
someone could just like tether GPS from their phone to you unless they're a hacker. It's possible. It's possible, but it's not. I, I'm just saying like the everyday average Joe can't get on follower and click, hey, I want you to track this person. Do it. No, you have to like really hack the back door of the, the app to get that the information masked from you onto that person. But what I want to know more than that is like people who kill people, right? People who like find people in alleys at night, late at night and rape and kill and rob people. Like, isn't this just like, like putting it on a platter? Isn't this just like, Oh, I was going to go out and have to like with my bare hands, like find a person and kill them tonight. But this app is just like, so you're saying if Lauren hired someone who, who was willing to be a follower, mm-hmm. like willing to follow. Do someone. they do background checks on the followers? Right. No. Yeah. And you're like, okay, tight. So every day you're going to send me someone's GPS information and it's my job to follow them. Also one other note, no matter what the app restricts in terms of giving that person access for however long and then stops, they've followed you for a day. They know your routine now. Yeah, they know your address. Fucked. They know everything. It's pretty fucked. You can revoke access after a day, but they know it. It's I know too where late. you live. It's too fucking late. I know well, you work. I, have I know a your question. schedule. That's what my first thought that came to my mind was how hilarious that would be if I did it because my dot wouldn't leave this house and I challenged that person to get a picture of me that day because <laughs> I'm not going to leave the house. Do not do not challenge someone. They will get a picture. Oh my God. No, that wasn't a challenge. I'm challenging the person that I would yeah. hire from the follower app, whatever. I don't know. It's not for me, but it doesn't necessarily seem harmless. It seems so completely harmful. It seems like if I don't think it's harmful, but I don't think it's harmless. It seems like if one couple, and by couple I mean follower and followee, if one couple of people had a successful experience on this app, meaning the follow the followed person went about their day, got their picture at the end, and smiled and said, huh, that was cool, and then moved on. And then the follower did exactly as they were supposed to, sent the picture, and then left that person alone for the rest of the I would be so unbelievably shocked if one couple of people had a normal experience. <laughs> she probably has normal experiences happen. No, I don't think it has. I don't think it's ha- started yet. Oh. I think okay. it's pre- prepared. To, I don't know if it's launched yet. Yeah, no, it's not for me. Well, thank you, uh, Miss McCarthy. But at this moment, we'd like to uh, maybe get the fuck away from you. <laughs> thanks for no thanks. <laughs> thank you, but no thank you. Um, well, those are some weird things. Honestly, I want to hear your guys' um, opinions on these things in the comments because yeah, true. it's kind of like the best the best part of this here is getting, getting your reactions. Um, I am leaving to an undisclosed destination. Last minute trips. By the time this podcast airs though, you're going to be back. I'm going to be back. Isn't that weird? Yeah. I am, uh, we're throwing our darts at a map tomorrow morning, bright and early, and we're blindfolding ourselves. So we don't know where we're going and we're going to, we're going to be gone. So, um, I'm excited for that. What are you excited for this weekend? Got um, some scrolls to do to use my keyboard that you got me uh, oh, for my can Xbox you tell controller. Them, can you tell them how dope of a gift that was? I put it on Snapchat, but Julian got me a little keyboard that snaps into the bottom of your Xbox controller, and so I can type to my friends faster. Yeah, and it was a selfish buy. Don't get me wrong; <laughs> it was so I don't have to be up at three a.m. hearing. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! Her goodness. typing letter by letter on the Xbox controller. That was actually a good impression. That was because I've heard it five million times. (laughs) (laughs) You're a patient guy. Yeah. Um, Well, we'll hug and kiss ad for you guys, though. Yeah, we will. 
Um, and and if, you, if any of you have any experience with live streams, let me know. Tweet at me. Uh, thank you, Dink Fam, for another great podcast. Bye, Dink Fam. Love you guys. Have See fun you next on week. your trip this weekend. Uh, I will. <laughs> Bye, guys. Bye.